Welcome to The Thriving Christian Artist, the podcast where we hope you connect with God to bust through the roadblocks that have held you back for years, create the work you love, and really live the life you know God created you to live as an artist in His kingdom. I'm Matt Tama, your host. Let's get started. Well, hey there, and welcome to the podcast today. Listen, I wanted to remind you as we're getting started today that uh, today, April the 9th, all right, is the day, uh, the first day of our seven-day art challenge that we're doing called Thriving in the Light of Easter. It's seven days of creating art, being inspired by a devotional that I've written for each day along with several scriptures that focus us on how to thrive as an artist in the light of the resurrection and what that really means uh, for each of us. All right. Now, if you've not downloaded uh, your seven-day art challenge guide, which has got all the links, all the devotionals, all the scriptures, the directions for the challenge, you can do that. You're not too late. <laughs> you can do that right now, all right, uh, inside the show notes. Just click on the link there. What that's going to do is uh, you're going to put in your name and email. It'll send it to you uh, via your email address. So make sure you use your best email so you, it doesn't go to spam or whatever. Um, but you'll be able to download the little PDF. It'll have everything that you need for the challenge. And then also that's going to uh, make sure that you get notified for all the information that's coming out later this month about the Created to Thrive Experience course. Listen, if you've not done this yet, uh, this is the only time that we do it once a year, all right, in April. And so we're going to be launching that later in the month. But you'll want to get all the details for that. And when you get involved in the 7-Day Art Challenge, we'll make sure that you get all the information as well on that Created to Thrive experience course. All right. So, hey, be sure to download that guide today. Um, You can actually start posting your first pieces today. It goes April 9th through the 15th. It's going to be an awesome time and I can't wait to see you uh, on the challenge and in the Facebook group. All right. Hey, I'm going to get out of the way. So uh, enjoy the podcast and, um, and I'll talk to you again real soon. All right. Bye. Well, hey, everybody. It's Matt Tommy and I'm so glad that you're on the podcast with me today. Listen, I have an incredible guest. I'm so excited that she's with me. Janice Frank Cronkite, I've known for years and is really a mother, a leader, an influencer uh, in the arts and in prophetic art in particular. And uh, Janice, I'm just so glad that you're, you're here with me today. Thank you, Matt. And, and you, are, you were around right at the very beginning of the years when I started painting. So it's really fun to, to uh, be in this interview and to see you again. That's right. That's right. In fact, I was thinking as I was getting started, I was like, when is the first time I saw you painting? And I think it was at Blood and Fire in Atlanta. And I had gone down there to see Bobby Connor speak one oh, night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and you were up there painting. And I didn't know what a prophetic art was. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> I'd never heard the term. I'd never seen anybody painting in worship like that or whatever. And I was just mesmerized. And um, it how many years ago would that have been? I mean, gosh, that was like maybe in 07, 08. I don't know. You know, I think when I, the, the first paintings that I did that now I look back and I know they were prophetic. Yeah. Um, it was probably uh, 2003. Wow. Wow. But it was a few, a couple years of painting just nonstop after that, before I started painting live and, and really started learning what prophetic art is, you know, just getting those downloads from heaven and, and being able to put that on canvas. And that became you know, something I really loved doing, gave me a passion for that. Absolutely. So, so anyway, we've been in this thing a long time. And I just wanted people to hear your story because you have this great story of 
I always think, you know, isn't it interesting how people get to where they are in <laughs> life and just all of your story with tennis and business and the homeless and all this kind of thing. It's like, how did God bring the arts up out of that? So roll back the tape, if you will, and kind of give everybody a picture of how you got to be moving in what you're moving in right now. Sure. Well, you know, I grew up in a Christian home. And um, so I always heard about the Lord and, and went to church every Sunday and that whole thing. But uh, my mom happened to be an awesome artist. She was a commercial artist and could just do anything. So there's always lots of art supplies around and always lots of inspiration in that way. So uh, I love doing art from, a, from an early age. But the interesting thing is I never once thought I want to grow up and be an artist. Uh. At an early age, I fell in love with tennis. Tennis became my passion. Right. And I loved stuff in school. You know, I was a cheerleader and did, you know, ran for office and all kind of stuff. But um, I always did art on the side. So tennis for years ended up, got me ended up at Florida State University. And I found out that tennis was not a major. <laughs> uh, I another major. <laughs> and I said, well, I still like art, you know, so I'll, I'll, uh, I'll major in art. But uh, I was still, you know, just wanting to do tennis. And um, it happened to be a very good art school, and I, wow. I learned some things and had, had a good time there and everything. But it was further on down the road. I ended up um, marrying uh, David Van Cronkite, and uh, 37 years later, um, still going after kingdom stuff. But um, a few years after we got married, we both had a passion to help the poor and ended up um, pretty much going on faith and, and cashing in our 401ks and, and living by faith for the last... 30 years or so, and we got this big warehouse in downtown Atlanta. We named the ministry Blood and Fire, based it out of Atlanta, but they had they were scattered all over the country and even some in other countries. Wow. And we helped the homeless and the poor and the addicts. And about 15 years into this process, um, I had, there was just something aside. I had this prayer and the prayer was, and I'd been a worship leader and I'd done all kinds of fun things with the ministry, choreographed hip hop and everything, but uh, I had... I said, God, give me a passion for something I can't wait to get up out of bed in the morning to do. Mm. And I had no clue what that would be. I didn't ask for art. But um, it suddenly occurred, I don't know what the period of time was, but I knew when it hit where I woke up and the Lord had downloaded all these, started downloading dreams and visions and a passion to paint like wow. never before. Wow. And other times people would say, well, why don't you ever paint? Uh, and I say, well, because I just don't know what to paint. Right. You know, and I, every once in a while I paint something that someone asked me to do, but it, it wasn't like it was fun to do. I, it was okay. But when he put that passion in me, I started seeing his heart and his messages almost everywhere I looked. Wow. I heard it in David's messages I, I, that he spoke. I saw it on billboards. I saw it in nature. I saw it on the TV. I'd read different books. I'd read it in the Bible, of course. I'd, things would po start popping out and come to life like never before. And so uh, he, had, he had done, he'd answered that prayer. And so for a couple of years at Blood and Fire, I was just painting about every day and, and, um, and just um, having so much fun with it and enjoying showing people and telling them about, now I don't even think I knew the word prophetic art at this time. <laughs> I just knew I was having fun. That's right. I always, I always loved um, dream books and learning what different things meant. So all that really helped in learning what the colors mean, in, in, biblically speaking. And like red passion and green life and blue revelation, all those kind of things were the colors I was drawn to by the Lord to paint. So I learned that he would not only direct me with ideas of what to paint, 
he would even give me colors. Sometimes he'd only give me colors and I'd get started. Wow. So anyway, I was, I was learning so much about his attributes and so much about his heart just by being obedient and doing what he said to do. So meanwhile, a couple of years later, David and I were visiting our spiritual dad, Jack Taylor in Florida. And um, down the road was a conference being held. And, my, and David said, uh, honey, why don't you call up Joanne McFadder, a friend of ours, and see if you can go paint there. And I, my first thought was, there's no way in the world I want to go paint anybody <laughs> watch. But, you know, I thought, well, you know, I'll, I'll be obedient. And yeah, right. Obedient and uh, hope they say no. <laughs> so meanwhile, I asked, well, that sounds like a great idea. I'll, I'll, call, I'll ask, um, it was John Paul. Um, I think it was John Paul Jackson and Chuck Pierce and Bob Jones, all these kind of guys were there. Yeah. So she asked whoever was leading it and called me back in a little bit and said, Janice, they would love to have you come and paint and they were going to put you on a stage with a spotlight. This is not the, not the plan, right? This is not, not the- good. Not good. I was just having fun painting in my little art room at the lake, you know, in the, in the garage, which became my art room. I didn't want anybody watching. A lot of artists don't want anybody watching, by the way. It, it puts fear. So I discovered fear of man, fear of fail, failure. Mm. Um, probably perfectionism worked in there too, because I wanted to be really good. And here I am painting live. How is it going to be very good in 45 minutes or an hour? Those kind of thoughts were coming. Yeah, yeah. Well, I headed down to the beach early in that next morning, knowing that I was gonna, supposed to do it that night, trying to figure out how I could get out of it. And so I walk along the beach and I'm talking to the Lord. And the next thing I know, an apple rolls up out of the water right to my feet. And I hear him say, you are the apple of my eye. And I just, oh, I was so shocked. I'm looking at it. Next thing I know, it's already gone back out about 30 feet. And I see that little speck and I said, oh, God, I really want that apple. Yeah. And little, in about 30 more seconds, it came right back in. And I, I picked it up, and I took it with me to the conference that night. Wow. I was so excited to paint. All that junk came off of me. And I think a big part was I knew he loved me, and I knew I loved him. But there was some kind of a veneer or wall that kept me from really feeling, does he really know me? Does he really right. care about me? Does he know my heart? All that. And when that happened, it just lifted all that junk, and I mm. had the freedom to paint that night and I painted my first prophetic painting in a conference named wow. it Apple of His Eye. And um, that's one of the originals I've kept uh, over the years because it just it just meant so much to me. I even kept the apple in the freezer in a little plastic bag that said, Janice a supernatural apple, do not eat. <laughs> exclamation points. I love it's it. Still there. <laughs> I love it. I so love but it. anyway, so I start getting if I have times where I start getting a little discouraged or um, not sure what to do, I just I always make sure that I ask the Lord, what do you want me to paint? Mm. And then if I don't feel I'm getting something, at least I get it. I'm directed to some colors. Yeah. And once worship starts, whether it's at a conference with, with Jesus people or, 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 uh, or if it's at home in my studio and I have my music playing that, that moves me and brings in Holy Spirit, ushers it in. Um, I feel his presence. He's always there. And even when I resist and, and to not take time to paint and I resist and I go do it. He always shows up. He's always faithful. And so a big part of this is because it brought me so much life and so much encouragement, a big part of, besides being a prophetic painter, is I love to see other people get released, not just in art, but their own creativity. Absolutely. So I'm always praying for people to get released. And maybe it's, maybe it's business strategies. Maybe it's um, 
maybe it's poems or, or maybe it's writing books and, and um, writing songs, all that type, all the different forms, as you know. That's right. It's not just about our thing that we love, but it's getting them released and see what happens. So I found that when people come to some of my workshops or art retreats up at Fire Creek, I'll find out later they wrote a book or they wrote songs for the first time in years when they used to write all the time because God keeps, you know, releasing. And then some of them go on and do a lot of art and end up painting in churches and, or other conferences and, and uh, encourage others. So I know it just keeps mushrooming, which just really excites me. That's awesome. That's awesome. I know (laughs) you and I both share this just belief that creativity is much more than just artwork is all about seeing and agreeing with heaven and, you know, being a conduit of the kingdom in our life. Right. And there's so many things though, like you mentioned, and I've mentioned that in books and whatever about the roadblocks that all of us encounter in our life. You have this beautiful opportunity to teach as you do and do retreats with artists and that sort of thing. What are some of the the common things that you see that really people get hung up over and really stop them from being able to press into the fullness of what God's got for them as artists? Very good question. And, and from the first, probably the first workshop I ever did, and I believe you were part of that church at the time, yeah, King yeah. Glory, right? That's right. That's right. That was, in fact, your pastor came up to me in Florida and said, Janice, would you come and do a workshop at our church? And I said, oh, yeah, sure. And then I realized, wait a second, I've never done a workshop. I don't know how to teach this. <laughs> but thank heaven. That's and right. There, and he gave me some input, you know, about how to handle that workshop. With a, It was a room full of people, and they were mostly sitting on the floor and had their paints or whatever they brought. They wanted them to, and they were so open to it. Early on, the Lord showed me, address the obstacles to people's creativity, no matter what that creativity is. Some of them haven't even discovered their creative thing yet, but it's something burning inside of them that they haven't really gone after yet. And maybe they're disobedient, and that's part of it. But I've, over the years, I've formed a very long list of (laughs) of obstacles. I'm just going to mention a few right now, but some of the main ones, one of the big ones is people that don't believe they're even creative at all. Yeah. And I have to, you know, when you're, when you're um, born and you're in the DNA of God, so he's creative. So you have it in you, but you just haven't discovered it yet. You have to encourage them. They think if they can't paint or sing or whatever it is, they don't look at the other things they do because they tell me the other things they do and they're very creative. Yeah. But so you first, you need to have the realization you are creative, but then there's perfectionism, which is one of the toughest and most prevalent I've found. And, um, and so once we've addressed this list, and there's fear of failure, fear of man that I spoke about with the uh, Apple story right. that I had to go through, and there's procrastination, and then there's comparing to others. More will come up. But the thing is, once you know what they are, then you can address them. And we, we pray over it. We break it off. And, um, and, they, and I tell them they have to fight for their freedom. Mm. Because even if they got freedom in the day that this prayer's happened, Um, They have to keep fighting for it because a lot of times um, it'll start inching its way back in. Mm. I have to keep fighting for mine as well. It doesn't just clear the slate, but I know every time I do a retreat or a workshop or or even this online mentoring, I get refreshed in it and I get reviewed. I say, Oh, I've got, I've got some procrastination or perfectionism. I've got to deal with again. That's right. I keep pushing through on it. And I wanted to um, just, this is something that i I read the other day, and I just love what this says. It says, 
I easily release my need for perfection by trusting that what I create in the moment is divine. Wow. That's good. Isn't that powerful? That's good. I'm going to keep this in my art room. I might even frame it. That's right. Well, <laughs> I think it's all about, you know, we can take the land, but then we got to keep the land that God gives us, right? I mean, it's like, yeah. you know, you have to maintain the freedom that you have. And I think that's one of the big misnomers about people is, oh, I get saved. Everything's going to be great. Or I get filled with the Holy Spirit or I get some breakthrough in an area. Well, yeah, that's great. But you got to, you got to cultivate that thing and keep the weeds yeah. out and keep moving in that direction. And so that's just, that's so powerful. I know I've, I remember being in the room with you. I've been in there twice in one of your workshops. I remember one of the funny things, I just thought it was funny from standing in the back and just kind of as a watcher, as a, as a observer, one of the things I thought was so neat. And I wondered if you see this a lot, but you have people come up at the end of the workshop and kind of show, you know, what God was doing and tell about the piece that they created and that sort of thing. And the last time I was at one, this was actually in Asheville, every person that came up there, what they painted actually matched the color scheme that they were wearing. Now I think that's phenomenal. What is that about? I'm like, is that like the Holy spirit? Is that like just, you know, people, I, I don't know. I just thought it was so neat. <laughs> well, and I remember you were the one that pointed that out. Yeah. As I recall. Yeah. And it was in Asheville. And that was uh, probably the second time that I came to do a workshop. I remember yeah. that very well. Yeah. And when you point, I didn't think about it until you said it. And it's true. It happens a lot. And I think what it is, is you're, you personally are drawn to certain colors and yeah. all those colors mean something, but the Lord puts your puts that inside you that you love those particular colors. Um, and I think that, that when you love those colors, a lot of times it will come out on campus. Like yeah. um, uh, my assistant, Tatina, <laughs> hates it because I just do a lot of in blues and purples. Right. And I love blues and purples. And that's one of the hardest things to print. <laughs> it's just so fussy on getting the right colors when you try to print them. Um, and get well, that's a, like if you go to my house, you know, everything is in these taupes and grays and kind of, you know, really warm earth tones. And it's like, oh, it looks exactly like my studio with all my natural materials and, and all that. But it, see? See it that? just works, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I love your baskets and your art for the wall hangings and things. Uh, fantastic, by the way. Just, I just love them. I'm so proud of you for what you're doing with your art. Well, it's been the neatest journey, I think, to, you know, I've, I've really come to believe that God cares much more that we create than what we create, and that if he's put it on our heart to do it, that we should do it, because that fulfills his design in our life, and, I th mm -hmm. you know, I, I know there's a lot, this may be a little sticky subject for some people listening, but, you know, for so many, I think because painters were really forerunners, I would say, in this whole prophetic art movement, um, so many people think and still think that when you say prophetic art, it means a painting style um, and that sort of thing. Talk about, oh, yeah. about that, about just your own theology around what prophetic creativity means and how that works out in people who may not be painters or maybe in, uh, involved in other mediums like myself or, or others. Well, hey, there's Matt. And you know, one of the things that I found over the years in working with artists is that real lasting change in our life happens best in the context of supportive Christian community. And that's why I wanted to take this opportunity just to take a second and invite you to be a part of my online community, 
called the Thriving Christian Artists Facebook group. Listen, this group is absolutely free, and over the years has actually grown to thousands and thousands of artists in just about every creative medium from countries all over the world. You know, the cool thing is that it's become a real place of encouragement and life for artists, just like you and me, who want to share their work, share their life, (laughs) connect with other artists, and really pursue everything God has for us as artists in his kingdom. Now listen, to join, all you have to do is just click the link in the show notes here and answer a couple of questions just to let us know that you're a real person, and bam, you're in, okay? So listen, I can't wait to connect with you inside of my Thriving Christian Artist Facebook group. Do it now, and we'll see you there very soon. All right, bye. Oh, yeah. Well, I just believe uh, it's it's just getting that uh, relationship with the Lord that's mm-hmm. so open that you say, Lord, I just need your help with this. Will you... I want to paint your heart and, and yeah. you go after whatever it is. It could be in writing a song or a book. I tell you the difference when you're writing either of those and you feel Holy Spirit is with you. It just fails. It's easy. Mm. It, it, it's fun even. But when you try to do things in your own strength, it's tedious and it's work mm. and it's a pain. So uh, that's why I just encourage people to, to count on the Lord addressing whatever they, they're going after and being there with them every step of the way. And he'll be faithful. He will do it. But he does want the simplicity of us just saying, Lord, would you help? Would you show me what to do? Would you be there? And and he he does it. That's right. And it's successful because he's he's co-creating. That's (laughs) right. That's right. Well, I just got through reading this great book called The Story of With by Alan Arnold, who is the content uh, director for um, uh, Ransom Heart Ministries, John Elridge's ministry out in Colorado. And, uh, Man, it is so good. And it was it's just all about this whole concept that it's not about doing things for God. It's about doing things with him in the kingdom. That and it's yeah. not about doing things for each other, but with, you know, just this the the whole being versus doing thing. And I think especially for those of us, I say myself, <laughs> who are, you know, very technical and excellence minded and things like that, I often allow that to get in front of the with. And it's it's always so good to just pull back and say, you know what? This is good because I created this with my daddy. This is good because he was with me because he spoke. And just to be able to embrace that in its simplicity is, is so huge. It is huge. What's the name of that book again? The Story of With. It's just really, really good. In fact, he's uh, going to be on the podcast this season, and uh, it's a great, great conversation. Now, Janice, I know one of the things that you love to do is activate people and really just, you know, get them moving in their gifting and and really released into who God's calling to be. If somebody's listening right now and they're like, I want this, I want what she's talking about, you know, (laughs) what are a couple of things, two or three things that you would say, hey, you could do this right now. Just begin to to sense and, and agree with the activation of the Holy Spirit that's inside of you as somebody who's an artist. That's right. Um, well, a lot of times that uh, when I'm doing some teaching in, in whatever form, um, a retreat or a workshop or whatever, I'll, uh, I'll tell them about a, a vision that I had a while back in which um, there was a, a swirling portal and millions of dart-like objects were coming down to earth and people were reaching up for them. Mm. Some were jumping up, you know, vigorously going after them. And when they got a hold of theirs, it became their release and creativity. Wow. And I, I knew in a, I knew in a second or two that that some of them were more even eager to get those, and they seemed to get a, even a more a deeper release of that creative thing. 
and then others, but everybody got something that at least reached up. Wow. So, so when I get people together, I say, well, on the count of three, we're going to, we're going to go for that creative dart <laughs> and see what happens. And I've got more pictures of people jumping up and it gets to where there's two hands, double portion. That's right. Jumping off the ground, no matter what age, no matter what, I mean, they're going for it full blast. And they, everybody feels it. I feel it every time. I feel a flood of goosebumps all over me every time I step for those darts. So I know that he gave me that vision for a reason and yeah. he wanted me to have other people do that as well. And then I just pray release and to break off um, anybody's obstacles. And I say, as I'm speaking about these things, and I give them the list and they go through the long list. I said, be sure and circle any of the ones that, are, that apply to you. And I'll say, okay, so get it, we'll get a canvas. And any of those negatives, I want you to just write it with a magic marker all over the canvas. And then I want you to ask the Lord, how do I express freedom over these obstacles? Mm. And I want you to get, grab some paints. You can even put your ha fingers in it and finger paint it but express uh, freedom on your canvas. Wow. And I get some great paints. I said it can look like something or it can be totally abstract, but just use the colors, the movements, the texture. And um, I just show them a lot of fun ways to do the texture with bubble wrap and things you find on the ground and yeah. find the kitchen and, um, and just how to mix the colors and see how many great colors you can get. And I call it colors with no names because they start blending and they look like really cool, but you don't know what to call them. <laughs> paint with colors with no names because those are heavenly colors. Mm. In, in heaven, the colors are vibrating and moving. Everything's alive. Even the colors are alive. And the, and the flowers are flowers you've never seen before, I've been told. And that's what happens on canvas. You know, things that you don't that. see in the natural come out on canvas when the spirit's in it. And talk about, you know, so all of us, I, I remember, I remember I was at an art gallery. I don't know. This is probably when I first moved to Asheville and I was sitting there weaving a basket, do, minding my own business. Right. And this guy comes up to one of my pieces on a pedestal and he just gasped and he's like, <gasps> and he said, it's like the hands of God are reaching out saying, I've got everything under control in your life. And I was like, oh, yeah, totally. You know, <laughs> I was, I was totally caught off guard. And yet I've really come to see so many now supernatural things that happen as people encounter the Holy Spirit moving in the context of our, of our art. Talk about some of those experiences you've seen, because, you know, I just, I just really believe that. And, and I, you know, we all see this nowadays that when we're inviting the Holy Spirit to come in to our work that doesn't stop at the canvas it doesn't stop at the at the finished piece he's moving in and through and around those pieces and he's using them as these beautiful intersection points to connect with people and transform their lives and talk about some of those experiences that, that you've seen and just the power of, of prophetic art well it, it never ceases to amaze me. And at the beginning years, I never suspected that people would look at a piece of art that I had done or somebody else. And that just what would happen to them in the right. spirit. So um, one of the early things was someone came up to me at a conference. I had painted a large white horse um, called Behold. I actually painted it for David for his birthday. And it was pretty big, 40 by 40. And I painted it the morning of his birthday. Mm. Now, what I noticed when I started painting prophetically, I could paint much faster than I could ever paint before. Wow. Where I thought 
well, you know, I've studied the masters. They took years to finish something. So I had this idea that, well, painting, you know, probably takes a pretty long time to finish, right? So when I started painting like this huge 40 by 40 painting of a white horse's head and mane and everything, it kind of, that blew me away. But anyway, a lady came up at a conference and said, you know, I bought a print of Behold, um, the last conference for a while back. And I, and I brought it home and I put it on the wall and I just sat and stared at it for three hours. I sobbed uncontrollably mm. while the Lord revealed all the stuff from my past that I had no recollection of. And I just felt the weight and the junk come off of my shoulders. Wow. And that was my first time appearing, looking, just looking at a painting, nobody praying for you or anything. Mm. That, that God used that. So it made me realize that uh, he wants to give people their own revelation through art. He'll use anything. We know that. I mean, he'll use a donkey to talk, whatever he wants to do. But um, so then, sheesh, I'll say, so then another time, um, a girl comes up to me and she looked really down. She'd seen me painting up front, came to my art table. And I said, well, what's going on? She says, well, you know, been 20 years but I just used to love to paint it was a passion of mine and my mother really discouraged it she said you don't have any future in that and and you you know do something where you can get a job and make a living so she actually just quit painting completely she listened to her mother so I said well if you'd like I'd, I'd, I'd love to just pray for you so I I prayed some simple prayer just to get her released but I saw I saw her countenance totally transformed just in a short prayer wow of whatever I said and then I got an email for her because I used her story on my newsletter. I sent out an art newsletter weekly and I told, I told about praying for somebody and how I saw the countenance change and, and how when somebody puts it on your heart to pray for somebody, be sure to get permission, but then go ahead and pray because you never know what's going to happen with yeah. it. So she says, well, I'm the one you prayed for. I want you to know I got total freedom from that. My friends all saw I, that I was such a different person. Wow. I've painted five paintings and I'm working on a website now. And I've reconciled <laughs> with my mother. <laughs> so, so that was, that was pretty. That incredible. Was pretty, incredible. And, was and then other times, you know, it, it, it's a lot of times it's the women that, that get moved and, but men do too. Absolutely. Um, one time, one time this, this lady up in, I think it was up in Pennsylvania I'm painting and, and she, um, she came up to me later and she said, I went to your table. I started looking at your art and my knees started buckling. You know, and she said, I've never had that happen before. So she'd email me every once in a while. And I named her, I started naming her buckle girl. So she'd email me. I go, Hey, buckle girl. How are you? Well, she ended up, she ended up getting a lot of my art, but she, she couldn't, she didn't want to spend the money. I mean, she couldn't afford to get the bigger ones, but she'd get a bunch of the small ones. So she'd get yeah. canvases like little eight by tens and 11 by 14s. And she had got tons of them because they all spoke to her. She said she just wanted prophetic art all over her house because wow. she's going through a lot of stuff. And I just thought that was cool. So their That's Buffalo awesome. girl really encouraged me. Encouraged <laughs> me. And, and I'm in another place and there's a gentleman that keeps coming and looking at one of my particular paintings we call Portal protectors of the portal uh -huh. it's a swirling white um, whirlwind with angels swirling around it and a big starburst like a morning star right right and, and um, it was a vision that someone had had that was speaking and I had painted it and and then after I painted it people kept coming up and saying I've had that exact vision well this man just kept coming he didn't talk to me at all really he was just standing there staring at it and by the end of the conference he says I'd like you to paint me four foot by six foot of that for my house <laughs> 
because he said he just couldn't stop looking at wow. it. Just, wow. He had that look on his face like he was in a zone. That's awesome. Uh, I mean, I'd never seen anything like this before. And I know myself sometimes going into these amazing galleries and seeing these pieces that sell for millions of dollars, I can tell the difference when Holy Spirit was in it. Or, yeah. And there are others that maybe they weren't even Christian, but I could tell Holy Spirit was on that. And I get so moved by another piece. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and so, boy, when you got Holy Spirit with you, whatever you do that's creative, it's going to work. That's right. And even if it touches one person on earth, isn't mm. that worth it? Absolutely. You know, all, I, get, I don't get to hear all the stories, but I get emails, I get texts, I get comments on Facebook about this and that and how something was life-changing that happened that had to do with the art or whatever. But I, I, so I'm constantly encouraged in that way. Absolutely. Well, I hear those stories. <laughs> well, I know people that are listening right now are encouraged, and, and there are probably tons of artists out there that are like, I want to, I want to see God show up <laughs> like that in my art. And so, Janice, would, would you take a moment and just pray that prayer of activation over the folks that are listening? And listen, no matter what your creative medium is, no matter if you've been uh, painting or creating in what you do for years and years, or you just started, God can activate your spirit and begin to use you uh in this creative process wherever you are and uh so i just i'm excited would, would you just pray for folks right now and uh listen if, if god i'm not going to say if god as god begins to touch you um let us know in the facebook group and by email or whatever because we want to celebrate with with what god does so janice pray for pray for folks yes it's a pleasure, um, and it's an honor to do this, but uh, Lord, I thank you so much. I thank you for how much you love yes. each of us. Your heart is for us. You want us to succeed. You want us to thrive, and Lord, you showed us clearly that um, there are things that are standing in the way of that. There are blockages and obstacles. Mm. I pray that you would give uh, revelation to each one of the those listening today that uh, of what that is that's standing in their way, what that yeah. blockage is. Lord, that you would break those things off, the thing of um, perfectionism, of yeah. any of the fears, the fear of man, the fear of failure, uh, comparisons, procrastination, um, the battle of clutter, clutter of the mind and clutter mm. in the natural, um, all these things that, that, that come against to just to um, keep us from doing what you've called us to do. And Lord, when you put it on our hearts, that we should do it or, or we're being disobedient. So give us what it takes to do that. Lord, would you release dreams to a new level yes. and, and visions and just ideas that everywhere that they would look, that they would see you in it and they would see your heart and they'd want to express it in the form of creativity that you've given them individually. So Lord, release the songs, release the poetry, release yes. the business strategies, yes. the painting, the baskets, everything mm. that you put your hand to, Lord. Um, and let it just go all over the world and let it just be released to others. And as these people get released, let it just spread uh, like a wildfire, just uh, mm, this thing yes, of creativity Lord. flow and, and life come. And, and, and I just I thank you for what you're doing. And I just ask you to just continue to remind us that you want to be with us every step mm. of the way. Mm. Amen. 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 Well, listen, Janice, thank you so much for, being on today. I know folks who want to going to want to get your books, come to a retreat, uh, connect with you on social media. So tell us about your website, the best ways to connect with you on Instagram, Facebook, all that. Okay. Um, it's, um, well, my website is, um, artist Janice Van Cronkite. Okay. 
No, I'm sorry. That's my Facebook. <laughs> the website is jvcartworks.com. Okay. That will have um, galleries and it'll have all the information about art retreats up at Fire Creek Mountain with a lot of pictures and stories and testimonials, that kind of thing. And uh, workshops are scheduled periodically around the country. Um, I paint live uh, at several times a year different locations i've been doing a lot of things with women on the front lines and mm. but i've traveled you know coast to coast <laughs> over the years doing that and that's a lot of fun and i just love painting back in my studio too but um, i am on instagram it's at jvc artworks great for instagram what else did you say is there some other way facebook yeah, that's, i guess those are the main ones yeah that's wonderful that's wonderful and listen if you're listening today and you want to connect with janice i just want to encourage you and and really, Janice, I just want to honor you because you have been such a forerunner in this for so many years, and you have been a part of activating and just blowing on the fire of so many creatives uh, all over the world. And um, I just want to thank you for that. And on behalf of so many artists for standing in that place that God called you years ago, not even knowing what it was and uh, just being faithful <laughs> in that calling. So Thank you so much, and the best is is yet to come. Thank you, Matt, and I want to I want to applaud you and thank you for all you're doing for prophetic well, arts because well. you you're a forerunner and getting all these people together it's, it's truly amazing. Well, and I'm glad you know technology or you have people working with you. That's know. right. <laughs> I have a great team, is what I have. So. <laughs> I need a bigger team. That's right. That's right. But it's been a lot of fun. Thank you so much. Awesome. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks so much for spending a few minutes with me today on the podcast. Listen, I hope it's been a huge encouragement to you on your journey as an artist. Hey, also, before you leave, make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any of the other episodes of the Thriving Christian Artist Podcast. And also, be sure to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, or at my website, which is matttommymentoring.com. Until next time, remember, you were created to thrive. Bye-bye.